Thabiso Musiya on SAFM. But we'll start in Qatar where Bain sports reporter Amir Fami joins us on the line now. Amir, good evening from us in South Africa. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us tonight. Uh, thank you, Thabiso. Always a pleasure. Thanks. When did you arrive in Qatar and how, how's the vibe on the ground? Well, actually, I arrived uh, like uh, one week ago, actually, mm-hmm. last Monday. Uh, it has been building up uh, day after day. The, the the atmosphere is gaining momentum here. And uh, now you can you can really feel it's a World Cup. Um, you can see people from all nationalities, all even, even the nations that didn't qualify to the World Cup. Um, there are lots of Egyptians already living here, but... Uh, I already met South Africans, Zambians, Ethiopians, people from different nationalities who uh, came to uh, to enjoy the World Cup. So I think uh, when the games kicked off, uh, things are now looking differently. Uh, it's really uh, more cosmopolitan now than uh, it was uh, when I just touched down. Mm. And, and for you, since you're from Egypt and you've mentioned that your country is not there, uh, what will be your focus in this World Cup? Well, actually, I'm uh, following Brazil in this World Cup. Uh, that, <laughs> nice. That's uh, that is yeah, that is my assignment. So, uh, but I'm I'm also following other uh, teams uh, from time to time. Like tomorrow, I have to cover Mexico against Poland. Um, but in general, it's uh, it's a unique experience. Um, as uh, as you know, Egypt is a country in the Middle East, and it's the first time that um, the World Cup comes to the region. So um, it's really a unique experience. It's um, a massive challenge for all uh, for all of the region, not only for Qatar. So I believe um, it's really interesting to see each aspect of it. But the, there are so many uh, good news so far uh, because uh, Qatar is a very, very secure country. You can drop your passport on the ground and come back after two hours and find it in the same place. Wow. Nobody is going to take it. Yeah, the security here is fantastic, to be honest. Um, the, I already covered two World Cups, one in uh, Brazil and uh, the other one in Russia. Mm. Uh, and the security, uh, this Qatar really is way ahead uh, in terms of security. You, you cannot worry about your equipment. You cannot worry about your anything. So this is uh, really the, the good news so far. Mm. And and on that note, Amir, what have you made of the noise around the build-up, which is mainly focused on Qatar's uh, uh, human rights issues and discrimination also? Yeah, actually, you know, um, I, I don't want to say, but uh, there are so many, so much hypocrisy on this because uh, even uh, the people uh, or the Western media, Western media outlets, they, they have been criticizing Qatar for, for such issues, but... Uh, at the same time, they ignored the, the very same issues regarding homosexuality and all of these issues when, when the World Cup was held four years ago in Russia. And we know that uh, the, the Russian government is not uh, very uh, open to homosexuality, for example. Uh, so why now? Why now? <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> apologies. So why now uh, you, you raise up the, such issues? Uh you know, as Gianni Infantino, the president, spoke uh, in a press conference and, uh, on the eve of the World Cup, he said that uh, the West has to stop giving uh, moral lessons to everyone. If uh, there is someone who has to apologize, it's the West for all what the West has done to, uh, to the rest of the world, actually, over the, the past uh, centuries. So uh, that's the fact. Uh, I believe it, it's simple. If someone who had an issue or how, who, who wanted to just send a message or to, to make a big statement simply don't come 
but coming and then trying to to play the the role of a master who is going to educate people on how to live uh, with, 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 without any respect to the to, to the different cultural to the difference in culture so this is uh, for me is unacceptable I'm, I'm speaking as an african as an arab as an egyptian so this is the issue Mm. For those who are just joining us, we are speaking to Amir Fami, who is a main sports reporter, is all the way in Qatar, has been there for a for for a week, and has told us who he's following. Even though um, uh, his, his his home nation Egypt is not part of the World Cup, and we're just getting some insight into how are things on the ground, because all we do is just read what's being said um, in the media, and most of it comes from from Europe. And you'll remember it's a similar kind of headlines to when the World Cup was hosted in South Africa, and they thought it won't happen, and there's a plan be in place and the World Cup will be stripped away from South Africa and all of that. So it's good to get insight from somebody who is on the ground. And on that note of, of the laws of Qatar, Amir, how different are their laws compared to other Arab states or other nations in the Middle East? Well, actually, um, you know, there was a lots, lots of pressure on the players because the, they have been preparing for this event for 12 years, actually, since uh, Qatar was awarded the hosting rights. So uh, this team uh, went to um, to training uh, camps in Europe, in South America, in the Caribbean even, and they were for too long preparing for this tournament. I think uh, this kind of over-preparation, let me say it's like that, um, may have affected the players, put them under pressure, even though uh, the uh, they already showed their merits in, uh, in different in other occasions. Uh, Qatar is the reigning champions of uh, Asia. Uh, they won the AFC Asian Cup uh, in uh, 2019 in uh, United Arab Emirates. And uh, they also had a good campaign in the, uh, in the FIFA Arab Cup. They finished fourth uh, last year. Uh, but uh, maybe the pressure, uh, that's what I believe, actually. The, the pressure was too high on the players to get a result. So there was some kind of a loss of concentration. I, I definitely believe they will look uh, way better in the remaining two games, even though they are going to be uh, much more difficult against the Netherlands, against Senegal. Um, but um, people are not uh, so sad. They are not uh, too disappointed here because uh, the main victory for Qatar is just hosting the World Cup. Uh, the the result, uh, I think, comes in, uh, in second place or is not the top priority. And are they a food? Well, a lot's been said about how they're not a footballing nation, Qatar. But do you get the sense that the locals have embraced this World Cup in Qatar? Because some are saying that uh, even when they were tunneled down against Ecuador, some of their fans left the stadium early and they're not interested in this football. Actually, I didn't attend the game, but uh, there, I was in a fan zone um, in Doha and I, I didn't feel that. Uh, people kept watching the, the game until uh, the end. Maybe, you know, uh, some uh, hardcore fans are always uh, kind of uh, have this impatience, you know, when they feel that, that it's uh, it's over or they had uh, very big expectations. Maybe they have uh, they were too disappointed, so they left early. But I don't think this is the case. Uh, this is this is a general atmosphere. No, people here are, are still supporting uh, their national team and I think they will uh, go behind them in the next two games. And, and what have the people of Qatar made about this noise in the build-up to this tournament that we spoke about earlier? Um, um, Amir, are they surprised by, 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 by all this noise? No, actually, I, I think the general feeling, not only of Qataris, but also of people, Arab people in general, is, um, is that the, um, some Western media, they, they, they try just, uh, they, they feel some jealousy. 
all there, look, there is a country that is outside the first world, which is Europe and North America, uh, has got the World Cup for the first time in, in the region. And uh, as you referred, this happened somehow to South Africa in 2010 when they hosted the tournament for the first time in the in the history of the continent. So um, they feel that some, some other countries are jealous, maybe, and... Uh, at the end, they, they try to respond in the worst way, worst way uh, best way possible, which is uh, by generosity, by welcoming guests, by showing the Arab traditions of uh, hospitality, of uh, being generous to everyone, of being welcoming to everyone. And I think that's the case. Uh, there was uh, there wasn't any big issues uh, so far, and I think this will remain the case uh, until the end of the tournament. And and talking about their laws, which we touched on earlier on in Qatar, how do they compare to the other Arab states or the or the other countries in the Middle East? Is it similar? Yeah, I think it's more or less similar. Just very slight differences, maybe. But it's it's like Egypt, it's like Morocco, it's like uh, Jordan, it's like it's like any Arab country. Just one more country, you know. So uh, people just uh, try to magnify things, and um, that's what happens always in the Western media. Okay, we do also welcome your voice notes, 0614104107. If you have any views on the World Cup and who you think will take it, it's still goalless between Senegal and uh, the Netherlands. There are 30 minutes left now in that game. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back after this. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, Amir, we've got a question for you here on Twitter, which asks, why are you not following fellow North African countries like Morocco and Tunisia? Yeah, actually, this is my assignment, but maybe because I speak Spanish and some Portuguese, so maybe that's why uh, my spirits <laughs> decided to put me uh, with Brazil. But, uh, of course, I I have followed uh, lots of African teams. I've been following African football for so long now, so uh, maybe it's time just to have... Uh, a break <laughs> and then come back <laughs> okay we'll take your words for it and and now now that you've been there for a week i mean um w- w- are you able to say what other infrastructure has been improved in qatar because of the world cup we know that the stadiums are new and all of that but does it feel like a different qatar the locals saying it's a different qatar because of this world cup yeah actually um this is uh, the fourth time that I visit Qatar. I have been visiting the country since 2014. And uh, each time I visited uh, Doha, it feels so different. You feel that, that there are so many upgrades in the country. The infrastructure is highly improving. Um, uh, the, the, the transportation, the, 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 the new stadiums, the training grounds, everything is, uh, is top. And I think now the next challenge for, for Qatar is, uh, should be thinking about uh, hosting the Olympics or bidding for the Olympics. So um, I think uh, there has been a huge uh, improvement uh, on terms of infrastructure. And and besides money, I mean, what other motivation would you say was there for the World Cup to be played in Qatar? Is it is it part as FIFA tells us of their plan to expand the game, or is it strategic for Qatar maybe to have some visibility internationally? Yeah, actually, uh, I think everyone, everyone, including Qatar, FIFA, the whole Middle East, uh, or even countries that are outside the region everyone needed uh, the world cup to go to this region because uh, look at the news what you get to know about the middle east you always hear some um, some political problems some disputes conflicts and so on so um, the image of the middle east was not so bright and i think and it didn't reflect the reality actually because uh, you know uh, the bad news are always being exaggerated and always being uh, magnified and 
and come uh, under the spotlight. Uh, many people didn't discover the culture of uh, the Arab world, the, the, the generosity, the hospitality, um, the traditions. So I think that was um, a huge uh, opportunity for the Middle East to uh, to expose itself in a proper way and at the same time to, uh, to reflect the, the democracy of the football, that football is for everyone. You cannot just say... Uh, Okay, we play football according to the European calendar, so uh, it has to be played the World Cup in June and July. And forget about uh, equatorial uh, or tropical countries; uh, they cannot play it because of the heat or because of the rain season or any or any other uh, reason. So I believe this uh, step actually uh, reflected how democratic football can be. And on that note, how's the weather? Because a lot was said about the weather also in this build-up. How has it been since you've been there? Well, actually, the first couple of days were a little bit hot. Uh, it was like 30 uh, degrees. But uh, after that, it's becoming 25, 27, 23 at night, 20, sometimes 19. So uh, I believe it's a perfect uh, weather for football, uh, especially if you play at night. Uh, so there are no excuses for players uh, to give us the, the show that we have been waiting for. And just finally, um, we, we had two days before the start of the tournament that Bia was banned from the stadiums. You said you were at a fan park. Is it being sold in the fan parks or is it being sold in bars or are there specific areas where people can buy their beer, those who drink it? Actually, I cannot confirm it, but it, in the stadiums, yes, it, it's banned. But uh, I, I didn't go to the official FIFA fan fest. Uh, the fan zone that I was uh, in yesterday, it was uh, somehow improvised by, by, by local, the local community. It, it wasn't an official fan fest from FIFA, so I didn't go there. So I cannot confirm uh, or I give, a, give, a, mm. uh, give an answer. But uh, at the end, I, I, I believe uh, everything is available. And like Gianni Infantino said once again, he said, if you cannot uh, stand life without beer for <laughs> for three hours, which is the duration of the game and the time that uh, until you get into the stadium and come out of it. Uh, so that's a problem because everybody can survive <laughs> without a beer for uh, for just three hours. <laughs> and I believe it's not uh, it's not really a big issue. Uh, actually, uh, alcoholics are uh, are allowed if you, if you you drink them privately. Uh, in all of the Middle East, not only here. So uh, I believe this also was uh, exaggerated. Thanks. Thanks for speaking to us, Amir. It's good to get insight from, it's good to get another perspective because I think we've always been hearing one side of the story in that build-up to the, to the to this World Cup. So thanks for your insight and for being able to speak to us here in South Africa and enjoy the tournament. Thank, thank you, Tabi. It's always a pleasure. Thank okay, you. Thanks, my friend. Keep well. Amir Fami, Bain Sports reporter all the way in uh, Qatar. Doesn't understand what the fuss is about, doesn't understand what the noise is about, and he believes that there's a little bit of, there's a lot of unfairness here when it comes to reporting about this World Cup compared to when it was in Europe, when it was in Russia, for example, because he was there, and he says that Russia also had their own issues, but not so much noise was made about it.